After weeks of waiting, the time has arrived. We've scoured the globe to find the greatest independent podcasters in the world. Here are seven shows focusing on true crime and the paranormal that will change your life. Strap in and be prepared to have your ears blown away as Killing, Missing, Hidden presents the event of the summer, The Hidden Podsert. Podcast about bad things. Welcome, welcome, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest audio show ever put together. I want to extend a special welcome to those who normally don't haunt our airwaves who are checking out this event. As always, admission is free, but the stories will never leave you. Be prepared to learn of chilling murders, missing persons, and tales of the paranormal. Exactly what we here at Killing Missing Hidden specialize in. But enough talk. Let's get on to the show. Leading off this circus of the macabre is the podcast from the crypt. These two ladies can take the brutal and gut-wrenching and still find room for laughs. Today... They're here to entertain us with one of the strangest unexplained deaths you can find in history. Have at it, ladies. I'm Devin. And I'm Steph. And we are the hosts of the The Podcast Podcast from from the Crypt. Crypt. So our favorite unsolved mystery would have to be the lead mask murders. There were two Brazilian men that were found dead on top of a hill wearing lead masks. The cause of death was never determined. They told their families that they were headed to another town to buy a car, but it was determined that there was no car, but maybe they were involved in a secret society. Investigators discovered that they were not the only ones who died in this mysterious way. There were similar murders that occurred around the same time with similar circumstances that may have also been a part of this secret society. A friend of the two men's testimony claimed they were members of a group of scientific spiritualists, but others have come up with theories ranging from foul play to UFOs and psychedelic drugs. An excellent start to this show. Mysterious deaths, secret societies, psychedelic drugs. This is what the podcast from the crypt brings to the table each and every week. Go now, my people, and subscribe to this podcast. This is but an appetizer of what they can bring into your world. Next up, the podcast simply known as It's Always the Husband. True, there's little tension in this one since we know the murder in each episode, but that's not why you should listen. These ladies are pretty damn funny and have taught me the volume of denim shirt, denim pants combination that I'm wearing now. Oh, tell us a good tale, you ladies of It's Always the Husband. Hi there, this is Sarah. This is Megan. And we host the podcast, It's It's Always Always the the Husband. Husband. We have our favorite unsolved 
mystery crime. It's actually a murder that hits mm-hmm. really close to home because it's from Megan's hometown. Right. So she's going to tell the story of a really sad murder that we would still, we would really love for yeah. it to be solved. We want it to be solved. Um, so I grew up in a town called Trimont, Minnesota, and it has about 745 people. I actually grew up on a farm outside of Trimont, so I was even in more desolate um, spaces than, than the town than yeah. the town with one stoplight but um so this murder happened in Trimont um in between Trimont and Sherburn and Sherburn's where I went to high school so I drove this road every day um on my way to school so Joanne Bontjes is her name Bontjes I think is how they said it uh she was 21 years old and she was murdered in 1975 so she actually owned her own salon in Sherburn she lived with her mom and dad and she went out she was um kind of like maybe a little bit of a partier like she's 21 I don't know go for it Joanne and um she was at the Trimont Legion actually which is named after my family it's called um the Foster Bernhardt Legion and my maiden name is Bernhardt I know can you believe my gosh you have a legion named after your family the fame and fortune of my family in Trimont I know um, pretty badass. So she uh, left the Legion. There were some rumors going around, and you can actually find some of the information. There's a Facebook page actually about her. Right about this people, cold case. Right about this cold case. And um, her. So her. She left the bar in Trimont and said she was going to go home. And her car was found on the side of the road on Highway Four. So she was going south to Sherburn. Um, it was abandoned. I had heard at one point the door was open. I'm not sure if that's happened. Her body wasn't there. They searched everywhere they couldn't find her her car keys her purse and her shoes were still in the car she was nowhere to be found and then a day yeah or two later 40 hours later uh, a farmer found her body and she was badly bruised partially clothed and shot in the head and they believe that she was also held captive for a time and it's still unsolved and there were kind of rumors going around that like maybe someone was pretending to be a cop because she had pulled her car over. Right. You said and there then, really wasn't anything wrong with the car. There's right, no reason right. for her there to pull over. wrong with it yeah. and that she had willingly pulled over. Or then there were also some rumors uh, going around that she was maybe had met somebody or was going to meet somebody and they met. I mean, a lot of weird things happen on roads in southern Minnesota they do pull over all the time and just meet your friend on a gravel road and share a beer if you want to so maybe that's yeah well I hopefully they saved evidence from her body or something that they can run through but it would be great if this would be solved it's a long time it is yeah one year before I was born actually it happened so my goodness. So that's our story about Trimont and our unsolved murder. Thank you. Bye. No, it's just this isn't how I talk. I don't know if I can do the entire work. Okay, crap. It's always the husband is easily one of my favorite shows to listen to. They're fantastic at taking horrible murders and pointing out how terrible the perp, the police and even the Families Act. And they can teach you a thing or two about fashion, particularly eyeglasses. This is a must-listen podcast that you all should have on your subscribe list. 
Up next, we have True Crime Talks with what seems to be a charming young lady. But as we all know, looks can be deceiving. She can rip off tales of true crime horror with the best of them. Today, she will enthrall you with one of the greatest missing person stories of recent history. Hi, this is Tiffany Mendoza from True Crime Talks Podcast. And the question is, what is your favorite unsolved murder or crime? And mine would be, number one, the Maura Murray case. I think it's very interesting that she told people that she had a death in the family. She was in some sort of um, incident with her car. And within 15 minutes of when she was last seen, she disappeared. So I think it's that's really interesting within a matter of 15 minutes that somebody can just be gone and never seen again. Um, I know there are a lot of theories out there, but that is just the big one. And I think that will probably be a lot of people's big um, case that they are wondering about because it is just so strange. Uh, a few other ones are obviously some big ones like the John Bonet, another one that I think everybody has a lot of theories on, but just knowing the exact story. Um, Zodiac Killings, I think is one another one to you know everyone's got theories we just don't know um if i go like the springfield three i actually did an episode on my podcast for that one and you know it's crazy to have one person disappear and be unsolved um but to have three women go missing and their bodies have never been found and all of that i think that's just completely nutty i think that's crazy that three people can go missing three women can go missing and nobody knows what happened or anything so that's a big one and then you have ones like the jody who's in true because she was you know a big news anchor in her area and nobody knows exactly what happened even though there are theories and the dorothy jane scott is one that i did and i just think that's a creepy story and together so that's a really good one there's just so many out there that it's hard to choose which one. But pretty much any unsolved thing going on, I would I would be 100% interested in. Even the ones that I feel like that are solved, that maybe we don't necessarily think that they did it, I'd be interested in. But those, Maura Murray is definitely my number one. I think it would be a lot of people's number one. But yes, those are my favorites. And I'm sure I could keep going on. Oh, the... The Burger Chef murders, those are, Burger Chef murder, murders are another one. With all those people that were kidnapped and killed and then their bodies were found, you know, not too long after. So that would be, that would be my answer to that question. Poor, poor Mora. If only she'd been able to leave us some evidence. But that's just a wee little sample of what true crime talk serves up to its listeners. As you can tell, Tiffany has her fingers in a lot of pies. Go and listen, and while you're at it, find them on Facebook and Instagram at True Crime Talks Podcast. It may be well worth your time, or Tiffany may soon be talking about your missing persons case. <laughs> Good God, this voice. <clears throat> Up next, we have one of the oddest, creepiest, 
and most gruesome combinations ever put to a podcast. Not one, but two lawyers who enjoy talking true crime and The Bachelor. The infamous Crime and Roses podcast manages to balance this evil trinity in a manner that is surprisingly effective and hilarious. So what do these ladies have on tap for us? Hey, Megan. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I have something like special today, so I'm a little excited. Ooh, tell me. Okay, so we have this special thing that we're doing for the podcast, Killing, Missing, and Hidden. <gasps> Ooh. It's Brad Medeiros. We are going to tell him a little bit about our favorite Unsolved. So what I'm going to do is, to, like, she's, like, swaying back and forth, y'all. She's so excited. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little bit about some Unsolved cases that I really, really want to be solved. But first, I want you to tell everybody, like, what our podcast is and what the fuck we do. So, we are Crime and Roses. We are a Bachelor recap and true crime podcast. How the fuck does that work? (laughs) It's an excellent question. We get it all the time. (laughs) So, we watch a a Bachelor show, and then later in the week, we talk about true crime that's kind of somehow somewhat related to what we saw on the episode that week. We do a good job connecting that shit. And it's not- I think we do, too. It's not always Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson, if you don't- if you know The Bachelor- is not connected to every single story. So that in itself is a feat. It, it's list, like every week is a triumph when we don't mention Chad Johnson. Absolutely. I think the thing about our podcast that makes us special and unique is that there is this little community of bachelor and true crime lovers that are a little bit silent. And I feel like it's giving them a voice to be like, hey, like this is what I'm into. So Megan and I are two Georgia attorneys. We met at work, but Megan and I started like going down to a place in Atlanta to watch The Bachelor together because we realized we had that connection. And I was there and we had been through a couple bottles of wine. And I said, Megan, let's start a podcast. And she said, holy shit, my boyfriend is a producer. I have podcast gear. <laughs> and then we were- I have podcast equipment at my house. She was like, come to my house right now. I thought she was a serial killer. She's not. She's not. She's absolutely Spoiler not. Spoiler alert, she's not. Then, we thought this all out. To be determined, though, so. Okay, eek, don't eek, tell people. <laughs> don't tell people that. This is all going to be, re- this is oh, recorded. Oh, right. Oh, oh, I forgot. I'm I don't sorry. want people to use this against you in a court of law. Thank you. So, Thank you, attorney. Thank you, counsel. You're welcome. The judge says sustained. Or overruled. I don't even know. So anyways, um, I think that the thing that sets us apart is that, like, people talk about The Bachelor and then they talk about true crime, but we kind of connected both. And that has, The Bachelor has been, like, our outlet. It's definitely necessary, especially in this world of COVID. Oh. So, like, The Bachelor ends up being our outlet because we need a break from our real lives of attorneys. Right. And we also need a true crime break. So what else better to have that break than ratchet ass television, reality television? Literally none. And Literally that, none. That's why we're here. Um, that's what we do. It's fine. Megan is from Sacramento. Woo. She tells it all the time. Megan has two animals. Layla is her cat. Patches is her dog. David is her boyfriend. That is not an animal. I'm sorry. That sounds weird. And I'm not cutting it out. Um, <laughs> tell people about me, Megan. 
Oh, be Danielle. fucking nice. Danielle is from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And in case you didn't hear me the first time, Danielle is from Minnesota. <laughs> oh, wait. I have another fun fact for you. Danielle's from fucking Minnesota because she mentions it every fucking five seconds. She's also married. She has, like, a kid, whatever. Like, she has, like, this whole, like, world that she's set up for herself. But Danielle, that I've the most set important up for thing myself. you need to know. The most important thing you need to know about Danielle is that she's from Minnesota. Okay. So when you listen to us and she mentions it, you better take a fucking drink. Yeah. Every time I mention it, Megan will tell you to take a drink. Um, I think also reality television takes you out of that world of true crime that can be scary and dark. And so we, if you don't like true crime, we have The Bachelor. And if you don't like The Bachelor, which some people don't, you have true crime. So we really combine our favorite things into a one-stop listening shop for you. For you, listeners, for you. All right, Megan, I'm going to tell you about a couple unsolved cases. So I'm our so friend, excited. I know. Our friend Brad told us to basically like come up with some unsolved cases and so one of the things that was a current theme for me is unsolved robbery. Hmm. Because we know the motive, right? Like we know. Robbery. We know it's robbery. We know they fucking want the money. But then they kill uh-huh. people in the process. And we're mm. like, well, what the fuck did you do that for? That's unnecessary. It really it feels felt, really unnecessary over it here. It really does. Like, mm-hmm. you got the money. Just go. Leave me the yeah. fuck alone. Like, let me live. Yeah. I got stuff to do. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. What you want? I gotta go to the grocery store. What are you doing? I I gotta go to the grocery store, bring my groceries home. I have to wipe that shit all down, and I gotta fucking cook for my family. Why are you fucking with me? And, Mm -mm. you know, me and Megan are all about a motherfucking money hustle. So, like... Oh, definitely. (laughs) I'm up here trying to hustle up my fucking money, and you're trying to kill me? Like, fuck you. Mm -mm. Doesn't work for me. I don't like it. All right, the first case I have for you, which is an unsolved robbery, is the Blue Ridge Savings Bank murder. So this happened. It's a bank house in a trailer along State Highway 14 near Interstate 85. Megan also loves a fucking Google Maps. So as soon as we're done, I do. I'm a Google Map hoe, and I, I, I'm ready for it. Did you say I'm a Google Map hoe? I said what I said. Yes. So as soon as we're done talking about this, she's going to Google map it. She's going to see how far she's going to see it in miles. She's going to see in kilometers. And then she's going to let me know. So this is off of Highway 14 and Interstate 85 in Greer, South Carolina. So the shooting was on May 16th of 2003, yo, like legit fucking recent. 2003? That's recent, ho. That ain't it's no- 17 years ago, bruh. bruh. It's in the 2000s. It's 17 years ago. You're right. When I did the math. Uh, yeah. Lord knows that's not great. Um, also, in this podcast, we are not big on math. So I just want to tell you that. Or words. Is words are hard. <laughs> math is hard. I, I, now that I'm saying it, why would someone listen to us? Oh, because we're funny. I, we are pretty funny. I think we're funny, at least. I was going to so. say we're cute also, but then people can't see But that. they don't. They can't see that. <laughs> All right, so May 16, 2003, in South Carolina, it set a ripple across the community as Sylvia Holtzclaw and Eb Maggie Barnes were slain in broad daylight. Um, this is the oh. first triple murder in Greer history. Wait, oh. I only said two people. Sorry. Sylvia Holtzclaw, <laughs> Eb Holtzclaw, and then Maggie Barnes. I was wondering why Eb's middle name was Maggie. Did you hear <laughs> I, 
read that and I was like, Sylvia Holtz Claw and Eb Maggie Barnes. And I was like, Eb's name Maggie. And then it said triple murder. And then I realized I had done something terribly wrong. Yeah. Sylvia Holdsclaw and Eb. So I'm assuming it's Eb Holdsclaw. And then the third is Maggie Barnes. That's three, Megan. That's what triple means. Um, they were slain in broad daylight. It's the first triple murder of Greer history. Megan just crying. God, around. that is not funny, but that's so no. funny. Fuck that up. Um, so there, like, and the fact that Brad is going to be like, I'm not going to include you because why would someone want to listen to you? You're hot garbage. And this is what we do on a weekly basis. I, I would like, I would like to say like, Oh, that's like a flub and we're going to cut it out. But that it's is, not. That's what this podcast is. It's a hot mess. It's a flub. It's all a flub. Life is a flub. All right. So they were slain in broad daylight. It's the first triple murder in green, South Carolina. Their bodies were found in a utility room in the back of the building. Yeah. So there was no evidence of a struggle and speculation arose as to like what events unfolded before the shots were fired. But that's really all we know. There's a ton of information about it, but it's still unsolved. Mm. Yeah. So then I also have um, bowling alley murder in Las Cruces. Is C R U C E S Las Cruces? Oh my God. You are correct. Did I do it? Oh my God. (laughs) You did. (laughs) I want a fucking gold medal right now. I was like, I will, I will find one and send it to you. Please do because I am so impressed with myself right now. So you should La- be. The Las Cruces Bowling Alley massacre happened in New Mexico, February tenth of nineteen ninety. Seven people were shot. Oh. Four fatally. There were two unidentified robbers at the bowling alley, which is at twelve oh one East Amador Avenue, and they actually set fire to a desk in the office where they shot the vid- victims before they left. So they shot all of them, set it on fire. There was one brave young girl. I want to say she was like teenager, early 20s, who called 911 and I listened to her. I think I got this from True Crime Garage. They talked about it and I was, it was like the most heart-wrenching story. Like you could hear me like, is the police there? Are they coming? Like every, I think everyone's dead. It was really sad. Um, but mm. she was one of the survivors and um, called the police. But there has been no answers into this crime. Oh, God. So this one's super high profile. It's the Lane Bryant shooting incident and mass murder and armed robbery. Um, Lane Bryant is a plus-size clothing store. I love me a Lane Bryant. Unfortunately, they're expensive as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to put that out there. I love me a Lane Bryant as a plus-size lady. I bought a pair of jeans. They are the cutest jeans they hugged in all the right spaces, but guess what happened? What happened? My thighs rubbed. Oh, yep. That'll do it. And I rubbed holes. And then there's a hole there. Exactly. So then Mm -hmm. I'm over there looking real fucking freaky because I got a hole by my crotch. So I do still have the jeans. (laughs) I just don't wear them in public. (laughs) But so on a Lane Bryant special, like Lane Bryant real special Black Friday, I'm going to tell you as a plus size lady, go buy them jeans. Black Friday only. Buy those high-waisted <laughs> jeans, and them things going to last you. They Well, they look good. They're going to last you a couple years, but you're going to spend like $175 on them jeans. On some jeans? Not really. It's not that much. I'm exaggerating, but it felt like it. Oh. I would say a good almost $100. Mm. 
But them things, them joints had me looking right. And I wore a fucking hole in them hoes. <laughs> what's your favorite, like, what's your favorite store to shop at? Nobody's shopping in COVID, I feel like. But, like, what do you like to go? It depends on what I'm looking for, right? Like, your best, your best pair of jeans. The, the jeans that make you look oh. like a bad motherfucking bitch. I get them from Macy's because they're always Levi. Oh, you is a fancy hoe is what I heard. Yes, I am. Yes, Damn. I am. The yes, only thing- I am. Toss, toss. Toss, toss. I fancy. Toss, toss. Okay, you said, what, what, this, you said Levi, girl. I said Levi. Mm-hmm. I only get them on sale. See? Does Levi but even make plus size jeans? That- uh, they make jeans that fit this body. Oh, and that body ain't plus size, so it ain't for Danielle, honey. Uh, uh, it depends on what your definition of plus is. Uh, my plus size is I got this big old gut and a big old butt. <laughs> Hi, my name's Megan. <laughs> Hi, my name's Danielle. I have a big gut and a big butt, and I just want to... And we're here for it, okay? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. So back to this poor man. Oh my God. This poor man is going to be like, I'm not featuring you in this podcast. This is absolute trash. Please stop. But this is what we do. This is actually real facts. Yeah. Because why are you talking about big guts and big butts in the middle of a true crime episode? And that's exactly what we do every single week. All the things happen. It's, it's a, it's a no holds bar. There's so much that happens. Mm -hmm. I feel good about it all. So much that happens. All right, the Lane Bryant shooting was an incident of mass murder and armed robbery at the Lane Bryant clothing outlet in Brookside Marketplace in Tinley Park, Illinois. Have you been to Illinois? Yes. Night- Twice. Really? Yeah, I've been to Springfield okay. because my aunt and uncle used to live there. That's where the and Simpsons then- live. It is. And then I've been to Chicago because my best friend used to live there. Oh, is she yeah. used to as in she used to be your best friend or used to as in she used to live Used there? to as in she used to live in Chicago. She now does not live in Chicago. Okay. She Me and my there. husband were going to go to Chicago. Um, he His graduate program is there. And so when he graduated from his master's, I was going to take him there because he's never been. And then COVID happened. It's awesome. He should go. Oh, I was like, COVID is? <laughs> oh, no, no, just Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. One of my really good friends from undergrad lived there, so I took the train. My son's been there. Like, I love Chicago. If I, I Honestly, like, if I could live in any metropolitan city, but the problem is Chicago's real fucking cold and really expensive. That's, that's exactly my problem with it. Yeah, so that's why we live in Atlanta. Uh-huh. I don't do snow well. I can't. But Danielle does because no, she's no, from no. Minnesota. No, no, no. I cannot do snow anymore. I have been living here since 2013, which we just found out is seven years. I have been here for seven years. That was I've seven. I've been here for 10. Okay. Almost 11. 11 this year. Yeah, so I've been here for like, I can't do snow. When it gets a little chilly here, I'm a little like, give me the, like, I'm done. Just like turn up the heat. So I don't think I would do well in snow. When I first met my husband, I told my dad like, hey, I met this really cool guy. I want to bring him up there. And he was like, okay, cool. Like I've never brought someone home. So they were like, okay, this is like a big fucking deal. So I was like, I'm going to bring him in February. And my dad said, bitch, are you fucking crazy? That is the coldest month of the year. He will leave you. He will. He would have. He would have. He absolutely would have left me. He would, And I would have supported that decision. He would have left me at Just the airport so you know. like, bitch, I am not getting off this plane. It is cold as fuck. You said where? 
No. I'm sorry. He has never been north of the Mason fucking Dixon line, and I thought I was going to bring him to Minnesota in the dead of fucking winter. Oh, no. No, baby. No, but no, no, baby. What you doing? Mm-mm. What you doing? What you doing? Because whatever you doing, I ain't with it. <laughs> it ain't right. It's not it. It's not working. <laughs> All right. So that's in Chicago, Tinley Park. It's a suburb um, that occurred on February 2nd, 2008. The shooting resulted in five deaths and one injury. And the identity of the murder remains unknown. So... That's the Blue Ridge Savings Bank murder, the Bowling Alley murder, the Lane Bryant murder. I'm also going to toss in the Yogurt Shop murder. We obviously have talked about that. So many podcasts have covered it. It has so much information. It's on the top of people's unsolved list. But I would say about all of these stories is it's people out here trying to just hustle for some motherfucking money. And I don't like it when you out here just trying to make a fucking dollar at the bank. You're out here at the bowling alley. You're out here at the Lane Bryant. You're out here at the yogurt shop. And somebody tries to take your life. It's just really traumatic. It's not necessary. And I want these to be solved because money, it, it, all the it's, money. It's not the, it's not the only answer. It's not the answer. And like any money that they actually got is very short lived, but they took the lives of people that mattered so much in the community and to their families and that's why I think I have such a passion for it because it just doesn't make any sense to me like I know we all want money but did it really matter in this case where you took multiple lives was it worth it it? yeah at a lame Bryant and it's not I promise you that it's not really not it's really not so and you're gonna get all that money taken away from you when you go to jail so and when you pay taxes oh that too don't get me started i don't want to talk about taxes but that's us y'all we are crime and roses we are megan and danielle we talk about the bachelor we talk about true crime you can find us anywhere we talk about a whole mess of stuff we talk girl we talked a lot a lot of shit in the middle of this so we sure did we definitely did but that's what you get from us i think that we try to talk about comedy and we try to talk about things that are funny to counteract the things that are really fucking tragic in this world to kind of keep us smiling somehow, some way. Yeah, that's fair. Cool. Bye. Bye. I think Megan and Danielle may be on to something here. The next season of The Bachelor should be a group of homicide detectives trying to solve a cold case. And the winner gets engaged to... Uh... Well, somebody. Grime and Roses can work out those details since they're the evil geniuses behind the sinister combination. Trust me, folks. Give that show a listen. Somehow it just works, and they make it fun. Crime and Roses. Go look them up now. Next, we have Behind the Yellow Line. This podcast covers murders and mayhem from the Michigan area. Behind the Yellow Line not only does podcasts, but YouTube videos and all manner of social media stuff. You can find them everywhere. Let's see what Behind the Yellow Line brings to this buffet of horrors. My name's LJ, and I am the host of Behind the Yellow Line, a true crime podcast. Behind the Yellow Line is available on all podcast apps, as well as a visual version is available on YouTube. You can find our podcast at youtube.com slash Online, 
or on the web at btyltruecrime.com. Brad has asked that today I discuss my favorite true crime story. Determining a favorite for this episode has been a bit of a difficulty for me. I want to be very transparent here, guys, and I never want to say that someone's murder or someone's death would be a favorite of mine, because to me, that almost implies that I'm glad that happened, and I am never happy to see the death, the murder, any sort of kind of incident like this happen to anyone. However, I do understand and can believe that there are stories that can impact you the most or that you can relate to and understand and feel strongly connected to. And for that purpose, I do have a favorite story that I have covered and a favorite story that I like to spread information about. And that story would have to be that of Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon was a Michigan resident who was brutally murdered. He was murdered by his Tinder date when he met up with someone on Christmas Eve. The details of this story are very graphic, so for the purposes of this podcast, I'm not going to include them. However, if you are interested and want to hear the full story, it is available on both my podcast as well as my YouTube channel. I think the most important takeaway from this story is that we share. We need to, as a generation, as a community, and as a family, tell someone where we're going. If we meet up with someone on the internet we have never met, it is very, very important to share who you are meeting and where you are going with at least one other person. One of the hardest parts for this case was determining where Kevin was. He had not discussed who he was meeting, or where he was going. Because of this, it took a while to find his body, and for the investigation to even begin to find or know where to search, they had to find his phone, and they had to go through his phone and go through his applications until they found Grinder, and they found the Grinder messages available. This story hits close to me for many reasons. The first is because it's a Michigan case, and that's where I'm from. The next is because I have plenty of friends who use dating apps to make connections, to find dates, and to meet up. Most of the time it feels harmless. However, sometimes people use this for their sick, twisted, and manipulative game. Or to btyltruecrime.com or youtube.com slash Online for the full story. I want to thank you so much, Brad and KMH Podcasts, for having me here. And until next time, I will see you all behind the yellow line. Goodbye. The Kevin Bacon case is truly a nasty one. He was found hanging upside down in a basement after having been tortured and brutalized. If you're interested in the details, of course, behind the yellow line has a thorough review of the case. And take LJ's advice to heart. Don't be isolated during your journeys in this scary world. Please, make sure you check out this quality program. Behind the Yellow Line. Next, we have a terrifying urban legend from the dark continent itself. As our penultimate act, 
our sister friends from South Africa who host the Dead Curious Podcast want us to learn about a horrifying monster with a cute name. Pinky Pinky. Take it away, Roxanne and Jessica. Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. Roxanne here. And Jessica from the Dead Curious Podcast. And since we are based in South Africa, we thought you might like to hear about one of our urban legends, a monster by the name of Pinky Pinky. Now, many people have provided different descriptions of what Pinky Pinky looks like. Some describe it as a featureless boogeyman, others say it's a half-man, half-creature, or even a tokolosh, which is a South African sprite used in witchcraft. The most common description, however, is that of a grotesque human-like thing with pink skin, pink hair, and red eyes, with half of its face appearing female and the other half distinctly male. One thing all sources seem to agree on is that it likes to live in public bathrooms, where it is said to stalk young prepubescent girls who wear pink or pink underwear. Legend has it that if a girl dares go into a bathroom while Pinky Pinky is on the prowl, it will follow her into the bathroom and call out to her in a beautiful, melodic female voice. It will then tell the girl a story, and when the story is done, Pinky Pinky will demand payment for the story told. If the girl is unable to pay Pinky Pinky the price it asks, it will attack the girl violently beating her and raping her. Taking into consideration South Africa's ever-growing gender-based violence stats and the underlying general rape culture, it's not surprising that a creature like this would exist in the minds of our young children, especially young girls in poorer black communities. Many believe that the story of Pinky Pinky was birthed from the civil unrest and violence experienced during the apartheid era, where if a young black girl were raped by a white man, the allegations wouldn't have been taken seriously. Today, Pinky Pinky serves as a cautionary tale to warn children about the dangers of enclosed public spaces. We hope that you enjoyed our little tale, if enjoy is the right word. And uh, give our full episode a listen and let us know what you think Pinky Pinky is. Bye. Bye. Dead Curious is a very unique and fun podcast, as you can no doubt tell. You'll get to learn all manner of terror from South Africa that you didn't even know existed in this world. So subscribe now. Plus... Check them out on Instagram if they have partnered with an amazing artist by the name of Christine, who illustrates the topic of their episode in a rather unsettling way. Her art is like a car crash. You don't want to look, but you can't turn away. What? Y- yes, that's that's a compliment. It, no, just look. Let me let me host, okay? Excuse that interruption, ladies and gentlemen. We've now reached the end of the show with the fantastic podcast, Wait What? These two lads covered a wide variety of true crime, odd headlines, tech news, and unsolved mysteries. Enjoy their offering, and try not to think about what's in your water.
Quickly, John, I. What's the matter, Stephen? We've got like five minutes to make the podcast sound interesting to some new random people on the internet. Oh, no, we need more time. That is true, but we don't have it, okay? So, really quickly, tell people where they can find us. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram as at WaitWhatFM. We are indeed, and we're also on all your favourite podcast players like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Castbox FM, just to name a few. Each week we discuss strange news headlines, pop culture, new tech releases, and unsolved mysteries. And that is a marvellous segue into what I'm going to quickly tell you about. Now, I've solidified this down to a few points because, as I say, not a lot of time, but these are the kind of things we like to discuss. Have you ever heard of Elisa Lam? I have not. Okay, well, Elisa Lam's body was found in the water tank at the Cecil Hotel in February 2013. She was also found naked in that water tank. It had been there for three weeks and was found only because hotel guests complained that the water tasted and smelt bad. Not nice. She was last seen alive in an elevator in the hotel behaving really strangely, and we'll come back to that point in a second. The 21-year-old Canadian student had bipolar disorder and was on medication for this. Now, the police never sought what happened to her, but the coroner ruled it out. Sorry, he ruled it an accidental drowning. In an episode of Real Life Nightmare recently, a retired cop revealed that sniffer dogs on the day picked up the scent at a window. That window led out to a fire escape, but once outside, the dogs lost trace of her. So that all they know is that she went out that window onto a fire escape and onto the roof. Now, there's a couple of things. The water tank that she was found in, very high up, as in a large water tank, tiny ladder, and at the top, the hatch that went into the water tank, very heavy, very difficult to undo, and very difficult to seal back up. But when she was found in the tank, completely naked, the tank had been shut and locked again. That is not something that someone could have done while treading water at the same time. Now, when she was last seen in the elevator, it's it's a bit difficult to, to explain. I'd suggest people Googling it and, and just watching a video on YouTube. But she's erratic is an understatement of how she behaves. It's almost like someone's watching her. So she goes into the elevator. It looks like she's kind of talking to someone in there, but there's no one with her. Then she darts back out looks around then it looks like she's having a conversation with someone just outside the elevator but you can't see and then she kind of jumps back into the elevator is very skittish and random inside and then starts hitting buttons to leave and that's the last time she's ever seen it's a bit of crazy story and i think we're going to fully cover it in in one of our up and coming episodes but i tell you what if you want an interesting read check it out or you can wait and check us out and hear actually what happens to her from us two directly. How does that sound, Jono? Sounds good to me. Right, well then, I think that's what people should do. The upside to that as well is that you get to hear us, have a bit of fun, discuss a lot of news stories that are ridiculous, uh, and kind of just generally take the piss out of each other on top of that. So with that, I think, Jono, we should leave it before we say anything to ruin this wonderful little clip. It's probably a good idea. All right, bye everyone. Bye. Truly. One of the oddest and creepiest unsolved crimes in recent years. If you have not watched the video of this poor woman's last few hours on Earth, do so. It is... odd. Thank you, Wait What, for sharing that story with all of us. You can find this remarkable podcast on all major podcast providers, plus on Instagram, and Twitter 
at Wait What FM. With that, our march through the darkness is now done. We've heard tales of pink monsters, lead mass deaths, and a slew of other missing persons and murder cases. We sincerely hope you enjoyed the show today. As a reminder, here is every podcast you must now go listen to, or it will carry a burden on your soul for hours. Hours, I say. The podcast from the crypt. It's always the husband. True crime talks. Crime and roses. Behind the yellow line. Dead curious. And wait what? Again, these are... I'm done with the voice. These are the podcasts I listen to and I enjoy. I ask them to participate because I wanted to share them with you all to make sure as many people as possible are aware of them. They just do fantastic work. I have links to all of their shows in my show notes on our website, which is kmhpodcast.com. If you traveled here from another podcast, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I'd love for you to check out our show sometime. It's obviously called Killing, Missing, Hidden, and we release new episodes every Tuesday. We'd like to count you among our band of merry listeners, but also check out the seven podcasts who came together and freely, willingly, and happily offered their work to make this episode possible. Again, I just have to thank them all. They are all fantastic at this podcasting game, and I'm truly honored that they chose to join us for this pod cert. I want to give a special thanks to all of you for listening. None of us would have a show if it weren't for you there to stroke our little monsters, our egos, of course. We love all of you. We appreciate all of you. There's millions upon millions of podcasts you could listen to yet for some reason, you've chosen ours, and we truly appreciate it. Please continue to support independent podcasters like us. Keep staying out there loving each other and staying safe. We can't afford to lose any listeners. Do something that makes you smile today. And don't murder anyone. Unless they really, really have it coming. Thank you all so much. Good night. Thank you for listening to Killing, Missing, Hidden. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share. Questions? Email us at info at kmhpodcast.com.